0: Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. During this now market, one of the things that I've been doing is just doubling down in the things that I see that is working, the things that I'm most interested in, but also protecting the assets that I do have. That means the NFT and the crypto that I already hold moving them off exchanges, putting them in different wallets that I hold the keys for, and also just exploring other options of doing things the way that we've always done it. Because anyone that has been in this crypto space on the Ethereum side of things really feels the same way about MetaMask. MetaMask is just really not the most attractive. It is not the most user-friendly. It's just really not a great experience. However, it is the most used wallet. It is the one that's all over the place. We see this everywhere, and they're integrated with the most apps. By default, we just go to it, but do we really love it? I have never met anyone that can say, yes, I absolutely love MetaMask. So because of this, I've been exploring some other options and how I came about this was when I was trying to connect the various wallets to have the Twitter profile pictures, and that's how I went on this whole rabbit hole, going down, testing out different wallets and what have you. So I'm gonna share the result with that, the two best alternatives that I've found to MetaMask, the ones that I like the most, and why. The first wallet that I'm going to go to is the Rainbow Wallet, and they just do things so different as far as all of the options that they have in this hot wallet. So the Rainbow Wallet is an app. They have the Android and the iOS version. The one that I was testing out was the iOS version because, again, how I got into all of this was testing out all the different things were compatible with the Twitter profile picture and trying to get that there. I didn't want to import my hardware wallet seed phrase into a MetaMask or anything of that nature to connect it. So I was just dancing around and hopping around, testing out different things, downloading different wallets to see which one could possibly connect the easiest and in doing so, I found that the Rainbow Wallet just had some amazing features that just blew me away. First of all, I've been using an app called Token.art to display various NFTs from all the chains, because when you go to MetaMask and everything, it's not really the best aesthetically pleasing way of displaying your NFTs and showing them in different places. They did that within this wallet. All of the features of Token.art, not all the blockchains that you have on there, but the display features, and they took it to the next level. Within the Rainbow Wallet, you can actually have a watch list so you can have a number of wallets that you're just following. So let's say you have your favorite influencers, let's say maybe Brian Fanzo, Franklin, Pranksy, and all these other people that you want to follow their wallet, maybe see what they're minting, what they're purchasing, what they're collecting. You can just follow those right in the Rainbow wallet and you'll see right to the next to the name or the address for that wallet it says just watching. So this is not an actual wallet that you added in there and you're just checking out to see what goes on. And it's very visually pleasing. They also have a browser version you can just simply go to the website and you can just put in any single wallet and you can see what's on there. And the way it's organized, there's a tab on the left that just shows all of the things and it really set up like a Facebook profile or a Twitter profile or something of that nature, just very easy, aesthetically pleasing, very Web 2 looking because that's one of the things that we're seeing in Web 3, that yet we have all of this tech, all of this decentralization, but as far as the user experience, the way things are looking, it is just not there as yet, but this wallet definitely has that aesthetically pleasing, great UI and everything, it's very cool. But but going through all the features, it is like a full-fledged DeFi market also in there. You can fund the wallet. You can swap. You can do all sorts of different things. You can stake. You can do transactions. All of the stuff from inside the wallet. And it just looks absolutely amazing. It's just really cool. And when you're using it on the iOS app, you can buy crypto using your Apple Pay. And it is just absolutely cool that everything is just integrated. It is so aesthetically pleasing. As I said, some very big icons. The text is readable. You can put it out at arm's length, and you can still see everything that it is saying. The design is just a plus. Absolutely recommend it. Looking at it, it's the Rainbow Wallet. I'll put the link to this in the show notes, as far as at least their main Twitter page, because usually I don't like to put a website link in there because with all the fool that's going on these days, people are putting up fake links and what have you. So I like to just put up the Twitter and then from the Twitter, you can see all of the social proof that you need, all the followers, all the big shots following Certain things have check marks and what have you, but then you can see the main website and all the things that they have. So I always like to put the Twitter link. So I'll put that in the show notes. So that way you can actually see this, just go check out the rainbow wallet, see all the information, the content and everything that they have, what people are saying about it and what have you. I highly recommend just downloading it on your smartphone and just testing it out. Don't even necessarily put any funds in it or connect it with anything. Don't send any NFTs to it, but just see how visually pleasing it is, how easy it is to use, um, and and just follow some of your favorite influencers or your favorite content creators. Uh, If you want to follow me, uh, see what's going on, uh, feel free to. Just plug my wallet in there. So anything that your favorite people are tweeting about and whatever, you can actually see. Do they really own that and so forth? Go look at their profile picture. You'll see their wallet address and just click that. Anyone that has that. Uh, NFT verified profile. You can easily find their wallet. So it's just fun thing to do. Just go check out your favorite influencers and see what they're doing. But With that said, the next wallet that I'm going to go to is a totally different animal altogether. And just like the other one with the rainbow wallet, it just puts MetaMask to shame as far as what's going on over there, how that looks and how just really 1990s that looks in comparison to these two wallets in particular. But Argent does things completely different. This is not like anything I've ever seen and they don't use seed phrases, they don't use recovery phrases or anything of that nature, secret keys to store all this stuff. You don't have to write anything on paper. Paper, and they're calling it a smart wallet because all of this stuff is ran by code. You set it up very web too and it is really geared to the people who are used to using online banking, having their PayPal accounts or whatever, their main bank account, whatever it might be, is uh, that is the way it is set up to look like that, have that functionality and just have certain safeguards because when you think about it, it is absolutely mind blowing that we are putting thousands or millions of dollars worth of assets into basically a browser plugin, right? So we're talking about these MetaMask hot wallets and so forth that they are a downloadable plugin for a browser and that's what we're using to store all this stuff. But the crazy part about it is, that you click something, everything could be emptied out, and you can give a blind permission to some random stranger without even knowing it that anytime they feel like it, they can empty your wallet, which is absolutely crazy. And another reason why you should get a cold storage wallet and have that physical button to authorize this stuff. But that is another episode for itself. I compared Ledger and Trezor earlier this week. So if you want to check that out, feel free to look at that. But definitely as far as what is going on with this particular wallet, it is pretty interesting to say that they have a smart wallet as they're calling it, but it's all navigated or regulated by uh, the smart contract itself. You can't just do transactions just like how you can freeze a bank account or a card or you can flag something for suspicious activity and not let it go through. You can set up all this stuff in the wallet, which is absolutely cool to me. I have never seen anything like this. And the way all this sets up is you basically have a guardian for that wallet. Now, the guardian can be an actual person that you assign as a guardian. So say you somehow get locked out of the account, you forget your credentials and stuff, and you can't get into it. Well, this guardian or guardians can help you to get back in. So it's not just relying on piece of paper that you're writing a C phrase, but that doesn't even have to be just a person. The guardian can be your ledger or your treasure device, and you can use that device as the guardian to let you back in. So let's say that you somehow, you lose your phone or whatever it might be, and you're trying to restore all of this stuff. You download the app again, use that guardian being that your treasure, or your ledger device, and that's how you get back into it, get all of your assets and everything. But some really cool things that I think is just really more attention should be given to this area as far as being able to do this. Because, again, it's just mind-blowing. Ten years from now, we'll be laughing, thinking, what were we doing putting all of those expensive assets in? these quote-unquote plugins, these hot wallets. But with this, it doesn't even matter. If someone has all of your credentials, can have access to it, you can have a lock on that account. They can't transfer anything out. You can shut it down. For example, if you know that you're not going to be selling or buying anything and you just want to store your NFTs there, lock it down. And without one of these guardians authorizing and lifting this lock, it doesn't matter if someone else on the internet somehow gets all of your credentials and information without that guardian authorizing a transaction, just say freezing a credit card or locking your credit report so no one can take out a loan or anything of that nature. It doesn't matter if they have your social security number, your address, your date of birth, and all that stuff. It's a lockdown. They can't get new credit. And that's basically the idea of this. The cool thing with this is it is also very visually pleasing. They have all of those other features, such as the DeFi and everything else that really looks like a bank option, sending money. And the way they're doing it is everything is in app. And it, 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 to be honest, this is way above my pay grade, and I wish I could have someone from the team. I'll be reaching out to them because I would love an expert to actually come and and speak about how this thing actually works. And it's just mind-blowing to me. But anyways, with this smart contract and everything, you can have transactions from one ardent user to another one, just like a PayPal account, and there's no fees. And there's different things. They have different layers and protocols. And you can also use your Web2 payment solutions and your cards and all that to buy crypto and just do all of this in the wallet. But as I said, the cool thing about this, to me, more than anything, is what they're calling this smart wallet feature, which is not based on crypto crypto. crypto recovery phrases or secret private keys or anything of that nature. It is all about the guardians locking the thing down. And it is just very interesting to me. And I think going forward, a lot more Wallace developers and producers and people that are building things in Web3 are going to be looking at, well, what really worked in Web2? Why are we trying to reinvent the wheel? We're trying to give the people the access to all of their stuff, the ownership, right? The digital ownership that we're so obsessed with and we demand and rightfully so in Web3, that is the focus of it. But why are we making things so difficult and hectic and so technical that the average person that might want to own their own digital things just can't even bother to learn this stuff. So adopting all that Web2 stuff and bringing it in, making it visually pleasing, aesthetic to the eye, is just absolutely cool and a great idea. And I love what they're doing here because again, blind signing, just signing off on something that six months from now, uh, someone could just uh, decide to, okay, pull the trigger right now and just empty out your wallet is just absolutely mind-blowing to me. But that is the world that we're living in right now as the guinea pigs, if you will. We're testing and breaking and we're learning all this stuff on the fly. And it's great, but at the same time too, 10 years from now, when everyone else is coming into the space, they're gonna be like, I can't believe you guys did all that. It's like when I speak about when I used to build websites and I had to use either Microsoft Front Page and Dreamweaver, and I used to have to use HTML and learn all of these different codes and all this stuff, Java and copy and paste this, and there was Flash. And then there's all these different things and you had this software that was $100 a month. This one was $200 a month. And now you can do all that stuff on a Wix page for free and it's, it takes 10, 15, 20 minutes. You don't need to learn any code. You just drag and drop and boom, you're off to the races. You have your website. And that is the world that we live in now. But back in 2000, 2002, when I was in high school and I'm doing all this stuff, it was just absolutely mind-blowing and it seemed like I needed a rocket science degree in order to just put up a simple homepage. But check out those two wallets, all the links, the information for their official Twitter page. And then of course, from there, you can go to wherever you want to go. Let me know what you think about that. I would absolutely love some feedback or thoughts of, yeah, this is some great stuff and I would love to hear more things about the tech of things. I would love to feature various projects and hard. Hardware wallets and manufacturers to really talk about the things on the inside and why this stuff even matters and what sort of business models around it because I always wondered how are these wallets actually making money and with some options such as this we can see they have the DeFi elements in there but really some of them it's not how are they sustainable how are they making money and going back to the olden days of Web one and Web two is when you think about a browser like how does a browser make money, whether it be Internet Explorer in peace, there was Netscape Navigator and Firefox is just hanging on for its dear life right now. And all those other ones throughout the years. It's like, how did they stay relevant? How did they make money? Yeah, that is something I always wondered about for the longest time. So with these wallets and everything, it's like the new browser, right? So we have some two amazing browsers right here. Just check them out. And I would love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. Let me know what you think of each of these. And as usual, I am grateful that you're taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.